conservative? You bet. Controversial? Right again. It's time to squabble on the Jim Benson Show. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Jim Benson Show. Conservative talk radio covering the issues that concern you here on the BBS radio network. If you've been paying attention to what's been happening lately, and you're like me, you have to wonder, what the hell is going on today? And what the hell has become of my country, not to mention the rest of the free world, or what they call the free world, the Western civilization? Hollywood darling Mike Kill Whitey Moore wrote a book titled, Dude, Where's My Country? It should have been titled, Dude, Where's My Communism? Although that would have made the radical leftist Moore's pretense of himself being mainstream too obvious. For decades now, the left has been presenting itself as mainstream American. But leftists know they aren't all that popular with the majority of Americans. Now they devised a way to make you think they actually are that popular and mainstream. Stealing elections. The vexing thing about this is they are being aided by many who claim they are Republicans and conservatives. Hence the flawed recent report contending the 2020 presidential election was secure and correct that was put out by a cabal of supposedly conservative, never Trumpers and establishment lackeys. As former communist and noted author David Horowitz of the Freedom Center has observed, the Democratic Party today is the Communist Party. If you're still a Democrat, and I say this knowing that some of my relatives are or have been diehard, lifelong Democrats, then you, if you're still a Democrat, you are with the communists. Yet so many Americans don't realize this still. But it is somewhat understandable, what with the Democratic Party's radical leftists having all but total control of the mainstream media and much of academia and popular culture, thanks to their strong alliance with our corrupt monopoly capitalist oligarchs and globalists pouring money into leftist causes and with all their money tied up with China, thanks to those they think are their pals in the Communist Chinese Party. Unlike the left's ongoing big lie that Donald Trump stole the 2016 election with the aid of Russia collusion, for which there's absolutely no evidence whatsoever, despite the matter having been officially investigated ad nauseum, the left's even bigger lie that Joe Biden won the 2020 election with an incredible 81 million votes in an election that was secure and fair is patently absurd as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it defies logic given all the bizarre anomalies, illegalities, and huge amount of evidence to the contrary. The establishment can lie about it all they want, but many tens of millions of Americans and other people around the world know about the mountain of evidence pointing to the contrary. But getting judges who are not corrupt leftist ideologues, otherwise compromised or afraid of, or afraid, just downright afraid to examine the evidence that has been is, 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 has been another big vexation for those of us concerned with election integrity. The most shocking and sickening thing about all this is the great cover-up of this massive evidence of voter and election fraud around the country, particularly in the key swing states that decided the election in 2020. We were shocked and stunned that the evil people who control and influence so much of our government and other societal institutions could get away with this 
charade for so long and that they are so blinded by their greed at getting rich with money from China that they have no problem with selling out the country and cannot see that they are in the process sowing the seeds of their own destruction. A big part of the problem with the great election fraud conspiracy is that so many of the leadership in the Republican Party have gone along with it and act, if not actively participated in it. As I said on a previous program, we don't know who all these people are behind this stuff. And of course, the people who conducted it are facing serious criminal charges, up to including and, and including treason for those at the top, but if they are caught. So they do have a lot of reason to remain silent. But my hope is that eventually, if we can take back the country, we can get to the bottom of what happened in 2020 and after. The battles to take back our country continue day after day. But the key danger is that much of our electoral processes have been and remain rigged, in my opinion. It was recently speculated that so many of Trump-backed Republicans winning who have been winning in the nation's primary elections running up to these critical midterm elections this fall is because those rigging the elections, and I firmly believe based on the evidence I've seen that the CCP is heavily involved, the Communist Chinese Party, that those rigging the elections want people to think our elections are actually always, always actually and always have been free and fair then these pro-Trump candidates, many of them anyway, will lose in the midterms to the Democrat opponents if the people rigging the elections are allowed to continue getting away with it. While there has been some significant progress made in the ongoing election integrity efforts recently, I, for one, am very worried that the powers that be behind stealing our elections will do everything they can to ensure their people win a political majority in the midterms and beyond. Besides this, the left and its establishment backers are currently making an all-out effort to take over the country by other means, with legislation just introducing Congress to give President Biden dictatorial powers, as well as Biden and his handlers announcing a slew of executive orders he's considering to essentially do the same thing, since one of the key Democratic senators Joe Manchin of West Virginia has stated he's against uh, all this climate change madness. And it's all being justified, as I said, with the established left's obsession with the ridiculous and absurd claim of the worldwide threat of climate change. Now, I know this has become a cause celebre of the left and even many in the establishment whether they, who don't claim to be left wingers in recent years and a lot, of a lot of scientific data has been skewered, and a lot of scientific research has been pushed to come up with evidence suggesting or proving this terrible change in our climate, which is going to kill us all very shortly. Remember Al Gore's claim that by 2000, we were going to be finished? And uh, there was AOC, within 12 years, we're all going to be dead. There's, these people are nuts about this stuff. And they know that they cannot produce as much energy with renewables anywhere near that as they have with fossil fuels, but they seem hell-bent anyway to get rid of fossil fuels. Add to all this the huge amount of evidence that Joe Biden himself is badly compromised by the CCP and others, corrupt, incompetent, and just plain stupid 
along with being mentally impaired. Let's begin our audio segment today with a few minutes from the beginning and end of one of his recent Common Sense series podcasts by former New York City mayor and former federal prosecutor Rudy Giuliani. The audio is from episode 255, posted July 20, of Rudy's Common Sense, titled, Biden's foreign policy is to beg for oil from all the tyrants. Play sound by one, please. Welcome back to Rudy's Common Sense. The episode today um, is about uh, the President of the United States' recent, extremely important, I would say, critical trip to the Middle East. And um, we want to examine what did it achieve and then maybe even more fundamentally, what was the decision-making behind doing it in the first place? This is a constant question that comes up with the Biden administration because it is more so than any administration I can think of. It seems to be one decision after another. But number one, seems to make no sense. Number two, seems to have no purpose that would help the United States. And three, very often seems to have a purpose that would help one of our enemies, ch challengers, or someone else. Seems to be almost diametrically opposed to the best interests of the United States. This trip is maybe the most recent example of it, not the only one. And the one played out on a world stage that once again seems to have made the United States look like a fool. I don't like my country looking foolish. Very hard not to when you have a president like this. Well, I mean, let's, let's begin with the fact that several weeks before Biden left on his journey, uh, which really was to beg Saudi Arabia to give him oil so he could bring down the price of gasoline so he could get some Democrats elected in November, which is about, I think, as far as his thinking. And when we say his thinking, we have to assume the thinking of whatever brain trust he has around him, because I think most of us are convinced that he doesn't think. But somebody does, and somebody comes up with these ideas. And the people who come up with these ideas surely are not suffering from dementia or Alzheimer's or the kinds of things he's suffering from. So where do these ideas come from? Biden said a few weeks ago that Saudi Arabia would not spare any extra oil. But he said that. He also, you know, quite quite some time ago, um, made Saudi Arabia single them out, really, uh, as an enemy by uh, describing Mohammed bin Salman, who we'll call MBS, as a pariah, a murderer. Um, somehow he, you know, he decided to try that case in the uh, Biden court, which, as we know, do doesn't have due process right to counsel or anything else. I mean, um, that's now people are certainly entitled to an opinion about Mohammed bin Salman. I certainly have mine, but uh, I wasn't a candidate for president of the United States. And he had to realize that he locked himself into a very, very difficult position, not just for himself, but for the United States of America. But maybe that, uh, and I believe that comment was made, I believe it was made at the Democrat convention, I think, around that time. Maybe that does illustrate exactly what Gates and Giuliani have been saying about him for many years. 
Gates, more famously, I would say, said that he never made a correct decision about foreign policy in his entire career. Well, that was a really stupid thing to say because it narrowed his, uh, his options and it narrowed the options, more importantly, of the country that he was seeking to serve and therefore did that country damage. But of course, no one in the press pointed out because they were emotionally all involved in it that this was just yet one more indication of just how profoundly stupid Joe Biden is. That's Giuliani. I've told you he is the dumbest man I have ever met. And it's dangerous having the dumbest man that you ever met in charge of your country at a time in which your country is being challenged internally and externally, and its way of life is being put at stake. If there ever was a really, really compelling reason to utilize the 25th Amendment, this is it. This isn't about Democrat or Republican. It isn't about what they did to Trump, and which was purely uh, a frame-up where they made up and paid for the allegation of Russian collusion and made up the conversation with the Ukrainian president and then withheld for a year and a half the hard drive that proved that it was a perfectly justifiable conversation. But in any event, this is this is deeper than that. This is about the national security of the United States of America. This man's not capable of protecting us. You don't go do that stupid thing that he did in uh, Israel and Saudi Arabia. Could you listen to the Israeli prime minister? Can you imagine in, in the privacy of his chambers what he must think of our, our uh, addle-brained president? And can you imagine... Uh, Mohammed bin Salman and the, and the Saudis dealing with him and he's coming there after having humiliated them and called them all kinds of names and, and then also empowered their worst foe who could destroy them and coming there and asking for help and not offering anything. Where, where, did, this, where did this guy come from? That's why he should be removed. I, I don't care about Kamala Harris or what, how bad is she and how we'll find out. The 25th Amendment says if you're incompetent, you go. We might as well not have it. We might as well not have a 25th Amendment. This will become a precedent that we never, never, if, you, if we can't do it now with the evidence that we have of this man's disability, we're never going to do it. Or when we do it, we'll do it out of political spite and make it up. Is that what we've become? We have to vindicate the Constitution of the United States. And this man should be removed because the actions that he's taking beyond everything else, political philosophy, everything else, the actions that he's taking are the actions of a sick man who is incapable of logically analyzing what's in the best interest of the United States. And when he can't do that, he has to be removed as president. If you're a patriot, you'll remove him and you'll just believe in the Constitution. I know people will say, well, Kamala Harris will be worse. I don't know that. I do know what the Constitution tells me. It tells me if a president is incompetent, he should be removed. Well, there's, I don't think there ever going to be a president as incompetent as this. If we can't remove him, boy, we're stuck. Now we're going to move to some audio from recent broadcasts of the Alex Jones show. As I've said on previous shows, the establishment hates Alex Jones and does all it can to portray him as a nutcase conspiracy theorist. Nevertheless, millions listen to his shows and other work on his websites. And by the way, he has a new video production coming out called Alex's War. You might want to check that out. And while he tends to come across as apocalyptic and sensational at times, 
as I believe it was commentator Joe Rogan has observed, Alex Jones has been right far more often than he's been wrong. In these next two sound bites, Jones is discussing recently introduced legislation, as I mentioned earlier, in Congress and Biden's press conference just two days ago, in which he declared he is intent to take drastic action to combat climate change. Uh, we're still waiting to see what all is going to come of all this. But anyway, uh, at the time Alex talks about this in the second one, uh, this press conference hadn't been held yet. But uh, Alex uh, did claims to have a uh, had a paper uh, had, had a write uh, the uh, document showing what what is being proposed. Um, let's see. The uh, first one is from the Alex Jones Show, July seventeen, and headlined "Martial Law Red Alert." Democrat leadership introduces bill to give Biden powers of a dictator and use military against the right wing with no congressional oversight. Please play soundbite two. I want you to get ready because I've been on air 28 years and I'm about to cover the biggest news we've ever broken on this show. And this is going to change the whole world. Call everybody you know. When you're, whether you're listening to local AM and FM stations, TV stations, or on the internet, and spread the links now. Wait till you hear this. All right, my friends, we're live on this Sunday, July 17th, emergency transmission. The bill was introduced about five days ago. It didn't hit the news until Friday. I covered the news articles about the legislation, but I hadn't read the legislation until this weekend. And knowing what I know about the globalist, the police state, the design collapse, and then going and, and reading the legislation itself, it's 100% cut and dry. No ifs, ands, or buts, what it is. And something this big needs to be built up. I've, I've learned if we just come right on air and tell you what's going on, nobody seems to care. It gets mixed in with all the other fantastical news. They do that on purpose. Oh, look. UPenn nominates transgender swimmer Liz Thomas for NCAA Woman of the Year Award. That's all red meat to distract us. It's important, but it's still a distraction. Ladies and gentlemen, starting at the next segment for the balance of this broadcast, I'm going to lay out, hands down, the most Powerful, dangerous, horrible information we have ever covered in 28 years. This is five times worse than anything we've ever covered. I'll cover it in a moment. And if they are able to execute it, it is a thousand times worse than anything we've ever covered. It is HR 4350. Now, woo! I get busy. I get distracted. I'm, I'm running around just trying to fund InfoWars and take care of the crew and run our operations. And in, in the past, I would read a bill like this, but instead I read the news headlines about it. And they were bad enough, and I, I said what it was, but I hadn't read the bill. Until a crew member said, hey, you better read this. Ladies and gentlemen, it's completely out in the open. They don't cover anything up. And what's key is they've already implemented this 
they know that there's oversight hearings coming, so they want a legislation that it can't be looked at. So everybody knows, or at least you know history, you know, that Hitler was elected. They have a lower and an upper house. They they have two you know, parliaments, lower and upper parliament. You have the president and you have the chancellor. Hitler was elected the president in 1933. And a few months later, he firebombed the Capitol building and blamed it on his political enemies. And then the government passed dictatorial power to him. So Hitler was elected, but after the Reichstag fire on April 27th, 1933, he was given dictatorial power and became a dictator. Now, I want to explain something. This is 100% cut and dry. They admit it. It's all here. The Democrat leadership, and they have the votes in the House and Senate, has introduced a bill to make Joe Biden a dictator or whoever else the president is. And you're like, okay, well, that's bad enough. We covered that Friday. No oversight. The president runs the military for domestic operations. Unbelievably illegal. Violates posse comitatus, you name it. This is what takes over all the third world countries. Ladies and gentlemen, it's any president. They're going to kill Biden or he's going to die in his sleep. They're going to kill him. And they're going to put Gavin Newsom in. That's, that's the word under Pelosi's control. And you ignore this at your peril. This is 100%. And I feel a great weight lifted off of me because I knew this was coming and I fought it as hard as I could. And we had a former NFL running back on who running for Congress. We talked about Vince Lombardi and leaving it all on the field. Baby, I've left it all on the field. I've done everything I could to stop this and I feel terrible about it, but you're not going to need Alex Jones to tell you any more about anything. I mean, you already think stuff's bad. They couldn't forcibly inoculate you. They're going to make Joe Biden a dictator. They're going to implode the economy. They're going to do new lockdowns in the fall. And then bigger than Dallas, either right before the midterms or during the general election, they're going to blow his head off or truck bomb his ass and blame yours truly and Trump. Guaranteed. Now, I'm not going to get on an airplane and run to some other country. I pledge to stay here and go down with the ship. But I'm now on a suicide mission. Not that I'm going to be violent, but it's like Obi-Wan Kenobi with Darth Vader at this point. They're going to take us out. But you've got to escape with the Millennium Falcon back to base and come back and take out the Death Star. And I'm just telling you that right now, folks. You're going to see it all unfold. Just like I told you Trump would announce in July, he announced last week that he's going to run. I don't make stuff up. I'm rarely wrong. There's no debate now. I don't need to have my opinions about this. When you know what's in the legislation, you know the groups and the backstory, the organization. When I read the bill, I felt like I got plugged into 10 trillion volts of electricity. I mean, it's total martial law. And they say they're going to target Trump voters and conservatives and, quote, right-wingers, and it is a literal declaration of war where they make Biden a dictator 
and then they declare all of us enemy combatants to come after us. Can you imagine that job for the military and the police? I mean, just on that level, it's a suicide mission. This is the end of America and the end of the world as we know it. Governments are collapsing everywhere. Food is basically non-existent in many countries. There's no going back now. There's no reversing it. Let me just give you a little newsflash. I said three years ago or two and a half years ago, I said, when the UN comes out and says there's food shortages and, and, and look out that they'd be running their operation, they've done that now. And I'm going to try to comport myself as best I can and just come back and go through this one point after another. But everyone watching on a local TV station or listening to a local radio station or watching an Infowars.com forward slash show or band out video or wherever you do it, you better take the live link of this show. And you better, once it's archived tonight, take clips out of it. And you better share it everywhere because there's a way to stop this. But first, I'm going to tell you what they've already done and what they're about to do and their own admissions in black and white and then how we stop them. But there's not much time. We've got a Hail Mary moonshot to stop them now if people really get serious and cut out all the clutter and get this. We can still stop this. It's a death sentence for me if this happens. It's a death sentence for the police officers and military and the FBI. I don't want to be in a war with you. I'm not going to be in a war with you. Not because I'm a coward, because I realize it's to bring the country down and have us all kill each other. But you will be destroyed. The people carrying this out will be destroyed. You're the detonator to bring down America. They've got the left ready and spoiling for a war with America and American gun owners and American veterans. And I'm just telling everybody right now, cause they'll kill me or whatever. And then say, I'm, you know, some, you know, 3d, you know, uh, deep fake Jones is commanding the rebel forces. None of that's true. And I've already seen every angle of this. And now it's crystal clear. I've got their whole battle plan and I know how to beat them. So this could be one of our last broadcasts, folks. I'm telling you any day now it's getting shut down. I felt it in my spirit. I've known it. It's it, We fought as hard as we could, and I appreciate the crew, but it's all over now. Unless there is a giant, complete awakening by governors and legislatures and others, and just a total in the streets peacefully saying no to Biden being a dictator. And Biden doesn't even know who he is. They're going to kill him, and they're going to put Newsom in. It's already been set up. It's it, it, They stole the election. That's the first part of the coup. The second part of the coup that's permanent is about to go down. And, of course, Trump doesn't even know what's going on. He's a good guy overall, but he has no idea. And, they're oh, by the way, they're going to kill Trump, too. They're, they're going to kill him 100%. So when they kill Biden, they'll also kill Trump. So Alex Jones says evil people drunk with their power who are behind this global takeover conspiracy <coughs> want to kill him and President Trump. Is this that hard to believe? Not for me. Whether they actually do it or not is another story. But if these monsters will steal elections, committing treason, murders to eliminate opponents for political expediency are perfectly understandable. Remember, these are communists and rich elitists stupidly aligned with and providing financial support for them. Under communism, the ends justify the means. The law means nothing to these people except insofar as it serves their own purposes just like in communist China, which they worship. 
Here's audio from Joan's show, July 20, titled Climate Change, Climate Dictatorship, WEF hyphen UN, in other words, World Economic Forum, United Nations, coup in full swing. Biden announces plan to seize control of all U.S. energy supplies. Play sound by three, please. It's Wednesday, July 20th, 2022. And the sun is just setting on our republic. An iron curtain of incredible eco-tyranny descending. Freedom across the world is under attack by the very same criminal interest. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for joining us for this historic broadcast. We're now the final pieces of what we have predicted are now falling into place. I'd love to give myself credit as if I'm a soothsayer or an oracle, but I'm not. I've just done my research. And we told you 31 months ago when the Great Reset began that would destroy supply chains by design, train you for lockdowns, and that next they would have climate lockdowns by cutting the energy off as the pretext to then tell you via your smartphone when you can use your car, when you can go to the store, when you can travel, when you can do anything in your life, including get medical care. Now, how did I know all that? Because we have clips from 10 years ago, the World Economic Forum saying it, and 20 years ago from the Rockefeller Foundation. And we've watched them beta test it in places in Africa and Asia and Latin America, and now they're doing it in Europe, the UK, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the US. Turn the news on. You're going to eat bugs. There'll be no more beef. We're banning the cows. Like, that'll never happen. Starts happening. Then the meatpacking plants, a third of them blow up in flames. Dams start blowing up. This is the eco-globalist terrorist taking over. Their minions believe they're saving the earth from humans by destroying the carry capacity of the earth for civilization. But those on top are technocrats actually getting rid of all of their competition and consolidating control for depopulation. We have now gone over the edge. They've introduced the legislation to make the presidency a dictatorship and use the military domestically against the public. That's already been passed in almost every other country in the world. It's the same globalist agenda. And now he's set at 1245 Central, we'll carry it live, Biden the puppet, the third administration of Obama, to declare the climate emergency. Now, the Supreme Court, showing you there's some internal battles inside the elite that run this country, three weeks ago said, for the last 20 years, the EPA, shutting down thousands of coal power plants and other facilities, did not have lawmaking authority. You have to reverse that. And Biden said, I'm already planning a climate emergency by executive order. That means dictatorial order. And he said, in a few weeks, we'll make the announcement. He hasn't had the press conference yet, but I have right here in my little pause the document. Before the show, I only had time to read half of it. It just came out an hour ago, and it is devastating. The document is 50-something pages long, but when you go to page four, I just got a massive chill. Woo! When you <laughs> when you read page four, baby, you know you're not in Kansas anymore, and you're sure as hell not in the free planet. Stop all oil and gas drilling. Stop all energy exports. That alone will put us into a depression the likes of which you've never seen. And they're just getting started. 
SEGs for the IMF and World Bank and a Rothschild, Clinton, Obama carbon consortium in London, the company's called Gore and Blood, I'm not joking, it's Al Gore and his partner, will track and regulate everything you do and control what you do in live time and will decide what businesses are even allowed to operate. So this is the corporate elite world government takeover with their masses of leftists with maxed out credit cards and maxed out student debt, and they all believe everything's really about to be free, and it is going to be free. You're going to live in a dystopia. You're going to live in a 200-square-foot coffin apartment. You're going to be given forced inoculations five, six times a year. You're going to be sterilized. You're going to be killed. Dictatorship didn't come in this time in Nazi uniforms and swastikas or Stalin up there at Red Square or Mao Zedong in Tiananmen Square. It's coming by just a crew of perverts and weirdos and control freaks who work for a scientific global dictatorship whose aim is 90% world depopulation. The climate president's emergency powers, that's the, the front page of this. His emergency powers we're in a climate emergency, and all the old executive orders and all the martial law preparation that we warned you about is cited in here and cited in the new NDAA legislation that they tried to pass last year as well. They're trying to pass this year to make the presidency a dictatorship with total domestic control. But when you go to page four of this, in the executive summary, overhead shot, halt crude oil exports, totally banned. Stop oil and gas drilling in the outer continental shelf. Restrict international trade and private investment in fossil fuels. That's sanctions where you can't invest in it. Grow domestic manufacturing for clean energy and transportation to speed the nationwide transition off fossil fuels. They did this in Spain. They did this in Sri Lanka. They never transition. It's not designed. It collapses society. It's the carbon lockdown. Build resilient and distributed renewable energy systems. Climate vulnerable communities. It goes into carbon taxes and regulations and SEGs. You've got to read this for yourself. And they talk about how they're doing this to stop threats to the United States from rising sea levels, which haven't risen. It's all a lie. And they're in full court press showing fires around the world that always happen. It's part of the carbon cycle. Showing storms that always happen. Showing waves that always happen. Showing hot temperatures saying it's the hottest Texas has ever been, the hottest England's ever been, and none of it's even true. You can prove that in 10 seconds. We covered it yesterday with old newscasts showing it three, four degrees hotter in the UK, three, four degrees hotter in the United States. It's all lies. And, you know, I love the listeners. And, and I love other talk show hosts that are somewhat awake. But, you know, even callers of the show and even commenters on InfoWars are like, come on, Alex, they're not going to make Biden a dictator. He's about to get removed. Exactly. It's the office becoming a dictatorship. Oh, they're not going to use the military domestically. Come on. And it's all right there. They're not going to do it like, oh, the military is a foreign enemy coming to get you. It's going to be, oh, there's not been power for weeks or months. Oh, everybody's starving. They're here to help. You got to go to the football stadium to get food and air conditioning. Or heat. And I told you that years ago, and now it's being announced because I have their battle plan. And nothing is more frustrating than knowing this is all here, knowing that we're under it, and knowing that if we just wake up and say, no, it's all over, but even the Republican leadership is only chewing around the edges of this problem.
the surveillance, the censorship, the collapsing borders, the pedophilia being promoted, the attacks on the family, the devaluation of the currencies, the bankrupting of the nation, coming after our guns, admitting they want to ban all semi-autos, and then everything after that. It's here. The shipping into the fentanyl. We are under globalist thousand-cut attack profile. And I played clips of the WEF yesterday saying... We are going to bring this thing down by a hundred different options and a hundred different attacks. It's a transition. I played a bunch of clips yesterday of globalists saying we're doing this on purpose, a transition. We've got a bunch of new clips of Buddha judge in Congress admitting it's a transition and we're going to ban your gasoline car now by not letting you have fuel. This is siege. And so out of one side of their mouth, they blame gas stations and Putin while they're openly saying we're cutting off all the oil drilling, all the oil permits, all the oil exporting. It's over. We're isolating America. We're locking it down. This is total war. And they put a bunch of dudes in dresses and gay dudes and all this up there so you don't take it serious and think they're a joke. And while you're laughing at Biden falling down and while you're laughing at Buttigieg, they're killing us. It's camouflage, the dresses, and, and, and all this crap. This is the top level psychological warfare experts came up with this. Besides his website, Infowars.com, Alex Jones also has band.video. Here's audio from contributor John Bound. It was posted July 10 and titled Biden Corruption in Full Swing. I believe Bound is against U.S. support for U.S. support of Ukraine, this war with Russia. <clears throat> Whatever views you may have about the Russia-Ukraine conflict, there's no doubt that there's been a lot of corruption in Ukraine in recent years, a good deal of it involving U.S. financial aid. Play soundbite four, please. In April of 2022, Biden's energy department, led by the Great Reset minion Jennifer Granholm, announced the sale of 950,000 strategic petroleum reserve barrels to Unipec, or Sinopec, which is wholly owned by the Chinese government. As of last month, more than 5 million barrels of oil were released from the U.S. emergency reserves. At least one of those shipments of American crude went to China according to Reuters. In 2015, a private equity firm co-founded by Hunter Biden, Bohai Harvest, RST, previously owned a stake in the Sinopec marketing, valued at $1.7 million. While Americans plummet headlong into a recession and gas prices double, the Biden family is selling off our assets. This is high treason. Today, President Biden announced a plan to release one million barrels of oil a day for the next 180 days from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. It is the largest release since its creation. How long is it fair to expect American drivers and drivers around the world to pay that premium for this war? As long as it takes. And in addition to getting other nations to move forward, a total of 240 million barrels of oil to release from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. At 1 million barrels per day, that is the largest release in U.S. history. And it amounts to roughly a third of the reserve's current supply. We are living in a present when the enormity of Joe Biden's treason is finally coming to light, even to those who refuse to see his central role in Klaus Schwab's Great Reset. But the greatest threat on this front 
springs from the distinct illiberal and external actors who equate their success with fracturing the liberal international order. To limit global warming, you are demanding to halt to coal, oil, and gas exploration, to the development and to the financing of this exploration. As well, you are asking firms to replace any corporate board directors who is unwilling to transition to cleaner energy sources. And when it comes to the gas prices, uh, we're going through an incredible transition that is taking place that, God willing, when it's over, we'll be stronger and the world will be stronger and less reliant on fossil fuels when this is over. And as food and energy are systematically dismantled, and as China and India siphon off American fuel reserves, while American inflation is at a historic high, Biden has already signed off $54 billion in taxpayer dollars to his corrupt partners in Ukraine, along with a laundry list of military aid. Based on our investigative unit's reporting, the U.S. attorney in Delaware has been probing a number of issues. They include tax fraud, tax evasion, money laundering, as well as whether Hunter James Biden and their business associates complied with foreign lobbying laws. The sooner Americans comprehend that heavily compromised Joe Biden is merely the puppet of New World Order globalist sabotage to destroy the United States, States, the sooner we can salvage what is left of our borders, our military, our elections, our economy, our energy, our schools, our farmland, and our future. John Bound reporting. Lastly today, here's audio from the Next Revolution show with Steve Hilton on Fox via YouTube. This episode is titled Exposing Biden Family Corruption and was posted July 17. Please play Soundbite 5. Last week, we brought you the latest in the escalating Biden family corruption scandal. And as we say, every time we cover this story, it is not the Hunter Biden scandal. It's the Joe Biden scandal. Was he an accessory to the crimes that Hunter's under investigation for by Delaware grand jury? Possible tax fraud and money laundering, alleged violations of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, willful evasion of the requirement to register as a foreign agent under the Farrell laws and potential racketeering under criminal RICO laws. And we can't forget cash for gas. How much U.S. taxpayer money was sent to the Ukrainian gas company Hunter Biden was being paid a fortune by when Joe Biden was in charge of Ukraine policy? Joining us now is the person who can get the answers, ranking member of the House Committee on Oversight and Reform, Congressman James Comer. Congressman, you recently obtained new documents of James Biden where he allegedly promised to use his political connections in the Middle East, that's, that's the president's brother, to secure a loan. Tell us more about that. Well, this is the first time that we've seen any evidence linking the Biden crime family to the Middle East. And when you look at uh, the whole Biden business model uh, with respect to Hunter Biden and Jim Biden, it's always been to peddle influence, 
to sell the Biden name and to promise potential investors and potential people who would pay for their services access to the government yeah. at the highest levels, not just in the United States, but in other countries. So we found documents where there's a pending lawsuit in federal bankruptcy court where a potential investor came to James Biden mm -hmm. and uh, asked him for his help. And he promised them that he could use the Biden family name to get them capital funding, seed funding from the Middle East. And this is the first time that uh, the mm -hmm. countries of Saudi Arabia or Qatar have come into the, to the mix, along with Russia, China and Ukraine. So everywhere where the Bidens have been operating, it's a country of, of suspicion. It's a country that's not an adversary of ours. And it's just another example of the wrongdoing of this administration. The whole reason we're spending so much time investigating Hunter Biden and Jim Biden is because we know that Hunter Biden is a national security threat and we fear that the problems and the, and the shady yeah, business dealings from Hunter and Jim Biden have compromised this president. Well, that's the thing. I just want to make sure that we focus on the, you know, the, the heart of it is Joe Biden, right? And that's why I'm really interested in this, what I call cash for gas, because this is the money trail. I think we need public money, taxpayer money. We know that taxpayer money went to the Ukraine gas sector. The question is, did it go to Burisma, the company that um, Hunter Biden was on when Biden, Joe Biden was in charge of the policy? Will you be able to find that out if we take back the House and you're in, um, in charge of the committee? Absolutely. We will have full subpoena power. The chairman of the House Oversight Committee has full subpoena power. I think we've uncovered a lot just being in the minority. Uh, we've requested information from the White House. We've requested information from Treasury. We get blocked in yeah. every area where we try to do simple investigation. This administration's obstructing 100% of our investigations. But once we become the majority, hopefully after the November elections and, and take the gavel in January, they will not be able to obstruct us anymore. We will have subpoena yeah. power and we will get to the bottom of this and hold these people accountable. No doubt if, and that's a very big if, the right people in the Republican Party are able to retake control of Congress in the critical midterm elections this November. We will see real probes into what critics refer to as the Biden crime family, as you just heard. And hopefully Biden will be impeached if he's not already removed from office via the 25th Amendment or dies suddenly, as Alice Jones has suggested. <clears throat> As you heard Rudy Giuliani call for earlier in this program, that is uh, to remove him via the 25th Amendment. But these things are pie in the sky right now, I would say. Besides other possible grounds for impeachment, Biden could be impeached just for his intentional and reckless disregard of our laws in encouraging this and allowing this invasion at our southern border. This, in case you didn't realize it, is a main objective of one of Biden's controllers and one of those most responsible for installing Biden in the White House, the leftist billionaire George Soros. It's Soros who propagandizes about open societies, freedom and such, but in reality promotes a world totalitarian governmental system modeled after communist China, which he has declared must lead the new world order. As Rudy Giuliani has pointed out, Soros, puppeteer of Joe Biden to a greater or lesser extent, is the chief funder of the communist Antifa groups and the communist Black Lives Matter organizations. It's incumbent on all of the, those of us who care about and love this country and want it as it was intended to be by the Constitution's framers 
to do all we can to end the rigging and control of our elections as quickly as possible. If we are going to save this country and take it back from those who want who are hell bent to destroy it. So think about getting involved as soon as you can in the elections in your locale. That's it for another show. As always, we hope you found the content of interest and value. You can listen to and download a podcast of today's show on the Jim Benson show page at bbsradio.com when it's posted there in the next few days. Look for us again in this same time slot two weeks from today. Have a good rest of your day and evening.